when you make that like first click out to the retailer site, does anyone else get nervous and go back and do it again just to make sure it worked? <laughs> Definitely. That's like the online version of making sure your gate exists before exactly. you like go get yeah. a snack. <laughs> These My, people, I tell you. Hello and welcome to Takeoff, a Points and Miles podcast by 10X Travel. I'm your host, Bryce Conway. And as usual today, I'm joined by Emily, Travis, and Matt. How are we doing, everyone? Cold. Good. It's uh, starting to get a little chilly, even for Travis. <laughs> we don't get snow, though, unlike Bryce, which I was watching some, I don't even remember what show I was watching last night, and there was uh, there was snow. And it just made me sad that I don't live somewhere that gets snow. But I feel like I would only want snow for like two to three days, and then just it all go away. I think that might be what's called a ski vacation. <laughs> yes. And a snowbird. Just well, I was going to say, what's snow- the opposite of snowbirding? Yeah. <laughs> like going to the snow instead of away from it. Which, like from a namesake standpoint, that should be called snowbirding, right? Sunbirding should be when you like leave the snow for the sun. So this is our official petition to switch. That's now called sunbirding. Travis is the first ever <laughs> snowbird. <laughs> but yes, it did. It did snow here in Ohio on trick or treat night, which was sad until we all went home and played Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas for the first time of the year. And suddenly the Ooh. snow seems majestic now. So yeah. like, also, does is, this mean we've also made a transition here on the pod from Taylor Swift to Mariah Carey? You know, tis the season. Only for the two months. These yep. upcoming two months. Doesn't Taylor? Well, she has at least a Christmas song. She should do a Christmas album. I think she, I think she did. And it's mainly covers and it, it wasn't. It wasn't her best work. We'll say that. It wasn't, I ta- that, it wasn't Taylor's but, version. Yeah. It didn't hang on the front of the fridge. I miss that that era of artists where like every artist was required to make a holiday album. <laughs> yes. It's like you're not an artist until you have a cover of Last Christmas. Yeah. And then boom, <laughs> there you are. Off you go. But so here's, anyway. here's the important. Here's the important question. Sorry for our listeners at home. Uh, <laughs> listeners at home. In case you don't know, we don't record these on the exact same day when they go live. We record them a little bit in advance. So right now is November 2nd. And even though we're going to talk about some holiday stuff, there's actually a really important question here for all of you. Are you Christmas starts post Halloween or Christmas starts post Thanksgiving? Because I'm getting strong post Halloween vibes from Bryce. And I don't know that I'm okay with that. (laughs) I almost can't deny that. It's not even me. It's mainly my family. But I do reject the false binary of that question because that assumes that Christmas can't start before Halloween. So oh, gosh. I'm somewhere yeah. in the middle there. I'd say November 10th is about when it's time to put on Mariah Carey and okay. switch to Halloween. So we don't mode. even give Thanksgiving a chance. Nope. Yeah. Okay. No, just in the way. For Bryce, Thanksgiving truly gets just a single day. It's like, we're going to carve out a little day for you in the Christmas holiday era. And that's your day and nothing else matters for you. And I would even argue not even a full day because by like four o'clock, <laughs> You're when, when the food yeah. is turkey consumed. Drink. Yeah. After Ohio take State little loses. Nap. Yeah. They play on Saturday of that weekend. And uh, yeah, they're likely to lose this week on that week, but doesn't ruin the Christmas spirit. I'll still be rocking a Santa hat with LED lights on it. I mean, the so, good thing is the okay. Santa hat is like basically Ohio State color. So, yeah, actually, you're you're, you're right. And now I'm going to look at Christmas differently because you said that. <laughs> <laughs> go Santa and go Bucks. Uh, <laughs> anyway, speaking of the holidays, we are approaching Black Friday and arguably the biggest shopping season of the year. 
So today we're going to talk about that from a points and miles perspective, talk about what to know going into the shopping season on which cards to use, how to maximize your points earning from all of this and try to keep yourself sane through the holiday season. We're going to provide our, our best tips and guides on that here today. But a quick reminder that if you are still new to points and miles, or you just want to make sure you get a solid foundation under your feet, I recommend going back and listening to episodes one through six of this podcast, where we talk about how to master the fundamentals of earning and maximizing travel rewards. Or if listening is less your thing and you want to do more reading and video watching, you can check out a free course at 10xtravel.com course and linked in the show notes. In today's episode, we're talking about shopping, Black Friday, points and miles. You know, most of us spend quite a bit of money this time of year between Black Friday and the holiday season, also on groceries and parties and get-togethers and dining out and Santa hats with LED lights. So if you're intentional, it makes it a great time of the year to earn thousands of extra bonus points and miles or last-minute qualifying status activity in some cases from purchases that you are already going to make. Now, most of this can be done year-round, but the earning potential increases this time of year for all the reasons I mentioned before. This is often a time where you find people kind of get into this part of the hobby. So throughout the year, you're going to see posts in our Facebook group about bonus officers like the one that we're going to discuss today, but the seasonality makes this particularly important right now. So we're going to walk you through how to strategically hit sign-up bonuses during this time, how to use shopping portals and cashback sites to get even more points or cash out of your purchases, credit card offer bonuses, etc. So where should we start? Let's talk first. And actually, a general question, if I could, everyone, everyone on the pod, what is your kind of experience with shopping portals, cashback portals? How often do you think about these and, and how do you see them kind of fitting within the broader context of the hobby? I'm a pretty regular user. I pretty much track check uh, cashbackmonitor.com almost every time or I try to almost every time I go to make an online purchase just to see, hey, this vendor is available through a portal and I can kind of earn some extra points. And we'll talk through the specifics on how that works here in a moment. But I try to be pretty diligent. I mentioned an episode before that my wife Ashley is even better than I am. So between the two, we're a, we're a good team on shopping portals. I'm not as good as I probably should be, but I think definitely during the holidays, I pay a lot more attention to it just because I'm buying things for people that like, it feels more like I'm taking action because I'm buying a gift for somebody. So I think more about like the process of buying that. Whereas if I'm just buying something for myself. It kind of like, I just want the thing and I forget <laughs> to go through the extra <laughs> steps to earn points. So I'm trying to, trying to be uh, reformed about that, but it's a progress. <laughs> I'm a kind of keep it easy for myself. I keep uh Rakuten and Capital One shopping on my Chrome browser extension. And if Rakuten tells me that it's there and Capital One shopping doesn't tell me that it's cheaper somewhere else, then okay, I'll just use Rakuten even if it's not the the most. But I will check if neither of those have it, I will check cashback monitor to see. So I'm somewhere in between. I kind of use those as a filter and just use it easy and uh if they don't show me anything, that's kind of my signal. Okay, let's double check because sometimes there are stores that'll show up on other portals that aren't on those. I'm much of the same, really, as as you described, Travis. And as time goes by and I get deeper into the hobby, I'm trending more toward less attention paid to cashback portals, shopping portals, et cetera, unless I'm buying something big. We'll talk a little bit later in the episode about kind of specific rules that I set myself. But really, we're, we're rapidly approaching a point where if I'm not buying an appliance or like a large gift or something that's a considerable or sizable purchase, I'll spend maybe 30 seconds kind of browsing through Cashback Monitor or, or other aggregators. And if I don't see like a killer deal, it, I'm like Emily. I'm like, it's fine. I just want the thing. 
<laughs> just want the thing. It's yeah. hard work clicking that one extra button, isn't it? For 3% yeah. additional you know, cash back. The, I know the it worst shouldn't is when be, you, but like, it just feels like it is. But they make it it's, so it's, easy with extensions. It's not clicking They're the right button. there in your browser. I know. I know. It's, it's when I click, it's when I click the button and then it's one that I'm not signed up for. Like, that's what mm. gets me. I click to the airline of Kathmandu and turn Kathmandu miles and I'm not signed up for it. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go through the effort of signing up to get two Kathmandu miles per, per dollar spent. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I, I don't ask me why that was the. the I kind of just want to ask you to attempt to spell Kathmandu because this could be fun. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's K A T H M A N D U. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be correct. Very good. Hey, I was like spelling bee as a kid. You get, you get a special sticker for today for properly spelling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's uh. some of some of my own kind of hesitation to do this as often as I should. Might come from the fact that Cashback Monitor site just it makes Craigslist look like super well designed. It just feels <laughs> difficult to use because it's like straight out of like 2002, kind of like the long list doesn't fit the screen well, tons of empty space design. So if anyone from Cashback Monitor is listening to this, number one, I'm sorry, but you need to hear this. And number two, please work on that user interface because it's it hurts. I'm going to be a counter here, actually. If anyone from Cashback Monitor is hearing this, I think you do it really well. Um, there's kind of two sites here where you can generally check. We'll get into this more. But there's Cashback Monitor and EV Rewards. And at one point, like this was a few years ago, Cashback Monitor was down. So I had to start using EV Rewards. And I feel like it's so much harder because the, the they do have a nicer graphic design, but it's less... It's more challenging to kind of see everything in a comparison versus cashback monitors list. So I don't know, Bryce, maybe try EV rewards. That might be more more your alley, but I like the layout and functionality of cashback monitor. So there's your your user survey with two people. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Interesting. Yeah, we'll have like a, a debate later on in the episode. Anyway, let's uh, let's kind of paint the picture of of how this how this works before we jump into specifics of sites and their designs and pros and cons of how they display things. So the general process of shopping portals is that you have the ability to click to a different website first that will then navigate you to a site where you want to make a purchase. And because you make that initial click, you'll get a bonus of either cash back, uh, hotel points, airline miles, etc. Just for that extra click. What's kind of happening behind the scenes here is that these sites participate in affiliate programs for many merchants online. So they'll get a small cut of any purchase you make going through their link, and they will reward you with points or miles in exchange for going through that link. So kind of ignore a lot of the complexity. What it really boils down to is one extra click before you go to a site, before you go to nike.com, macy's.com, etc. It will track through your purchase and you'll get bonus points for that purchase. Sometimes as much as you know two, three, five, even 10 points or miles per dollar spent. The process typically starts at an aggregator site like Cashback Monitor or EV Reward. This is where you search for the store that you want to purchase something from, and it's going to show you the most up-to-date offers for each portal so that you can find the one that has the best option for you. And these are actually really helpful, Big Sorry, because some of these offers literally change daily. And so in some instances, you need a site like these aggregators to track that stuff because... For example, Dell might be 3% cash back today, but tomorrow it's 15%, but then the next day goes to 5%. Or sometimes you have a coworker like Matt who will just message you and tell you when they're elevated. So then you just have someone else doing the hard work for you. 
I am your <laughs> aggregator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the matrigator. The matigator. Hey, yeah. hey there we yeah. go. See if that URL is available real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as I kind of mentioned, these, these offers can vary wildly and from one day to the next. Sometimes you'll see as much as 20% off, if you will, in the form of cashback or miles for very small periods of time. And especially when it's on a, a site like Dell, where you could be making large purchases of things that you're otherwise normally buying, this can really add up to considerable savings. But as we mentioned earlier, there's many different portals to choose from. Most airlines and hotels have their own portal. There's various cashback portals that are not tied to an airline or hotel. And they're all going to offer different types of and amounts of the rewards for clicking through their portal. So going through an aggregator like Top Cashback, like EV Reward, just tells you, hey, this is the best portal to use today. And in most cases, you should just optimize for total value. Now, in some cases, there might be some strategy around, hey, I need to earn a particular type of points because I'm going after status and I'm close, or I have miles that are about to expire and this will create some sort of activity to save them, et cetera. Those are a little bit more rare, but in most cases you want to just go for the most overall value. Now, when you do this in the hobby, it's often referred to as double dipping with points and miles. So does anyone around on the pod uh, today, this morning, want to walk us through why we call it double dipping and how that kind of of works? Yeah, sure. So like you mentioned, the the process of how it works, the the shop the network or whatever you're, you're shopping through gets a cut of the commission and they're essentially sharing that with you. So you're getting the, whatever the offer is on the click, if you go through and complete the, usually it's a purchase, but sometimes there's other sort of terms associated with it. But once you complete the offer, you get the kickback from the affiliate network, essentially like Rakuten or, or whatever. But then you also still get normal points from the spend coming from Amex, Chase, whoever, City, your your actual credit card thing. So you're getting, you know, if you're you're shopping at, whoever, you might get 3x from your credit card, depending on which card you use, but then you also get another 2 or 3 or 5% from the shopping portal. So those two sort of combined components are, are what we call stacking or double dipping either way. If you want to go for like another, maybe like make it a seven layer dip instead of just a two layer dip, <laughs> you can also look at some of the, the offers on your specific cards, like a, like an Amex offer or a Chase offer and see if they're also offering like 10% cash back up to $5 or something depending on what you're, what retailer you're shopping or what you're purchasing. So then you'll, you're getting the cash back or the points from the shopping portal, the points on your credit card purchase and extra money back as like a statement credit or something like that. The triple dip. The triple dip. Love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And, and to answer one of the probably most common questions that I see about it uh, is going through a portal or using these offers doesn't replace the points you earn on your card. If you go through a portal, it doesn't mean you're not going to earn points on your card. It's in addition to. So you earn the points on your card. You earn the points from going through the portal. And if you have an offer on your card from one of the number of banks that offer that put these offers on their cards, you get that too. So you can really add up the value that you're that you're getting. Absolutely. And and really, it seems that in the last couple of years, we've seen an explosion in the number and quality of offers that show up with what Emily is describing kind of on your specific card, where you can just activate it. And it's almost like a, a coupon that's, that is automatically attached to your card at that point. Emily, can you tell us a bit more about where folks can find those types of offers and, and maybe some common ones that that you've seen recently to give them an idea of what to look for? So I don't remember like exactly how to navigate there, but I think like you, if you're in the Chase app, for example, you'll 
go to your specific card. And then I think once you scroll down on that card, there's like a little section for chase offers. You don't have to expand it, but sometimes there's like 80 plus offers. And I think it's, it. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think sometimes it's like based on your historical spending. So like they'll give you offers if they're seeing like you're spending more at a certain retailer. One of the ones that is great when it pops up is the the 10% cash back on GoPuff because there's a, a nice stack there <laughs> that I've been aggressively using, which is that every single chase card, I think it's every single one, maybe not the Amazon cards, but most of the chase cards have like a $10 GoPuff credit, like a monthly credit. So there's that. And then if you're also using that card to pay and you activate the chase offer, that's another 10% cash back. You're really almost going negative on things that you're buying through GoPuff. So it's like a really cool way to get some snacks for free. (laughs) Yeah. And and before we forget to mention it, you you make a good point. These offers do need to be activated in most cases on your carts. You might see them in your online account. You know, I I was actually just logging into American Express to confirm like where they are. And you're just on the homepage of any card and scroll to the bottom of the page. You'll start to see the offers there, but there's a little button next to each one, add to cart. And if you don't click that before making this purchase, those points are not going to be included in your purchase. Also, as Emily mentioned, there's different offers for different people. So sometimes you'll see in the hobby, there'll be articles or posts in our Facebook group where people say, hey, look at this killer offer I found on American Express. Like I'm I'm looking at one right now on my account. Get an additional five membership reward points per dollar spent on Amazon, up to 2,000 points, right? I'm going to be spending one on Amazon the next couple months. I imagine that most people listening to this too are as well. Shout out to Jeff Bezos. But that doesn't mean that it's guaranteed that you're going to log into your Amex account and see the exact same thing. You might see something better. You might see something worse. Not guaranteed to be the same. And just because someone else has an offer doesn't mean that you can contact the bank and say, hey, I want that too. It is quite personalized. One of Actually, the, as I'm scrolling, one of the, there's some good ones here. Go ahead. Yeah, one of the... I, I know every time I go to Amex, there ends up being something that I'm like, ooh. One of the nice things, though, that's a really nice quality of life change that actually... I think Amex just added within the past few days of us recording this is they added a search feature on their offers. Yeah. Used to, you had to scroll through all of them to find the offers. Now, if you know that there's one for Dell or you're curious, if you've got one for Dell, you can just go to the little search bar, type in Dell and see if it's there to make it, to make it even easier. Is it, is it right that, um, there's you have to like add all the offers on your MX card in order for more of them to show up. So generally, yeah, the, yeah, yes. Generally, the number of offers limited to display per card is a hundred, but oftentimes there can be more than a hundred in the pool of available offers. So you may need to just arbitrarily add some low-hanging fruit offers to a particular card, even if you don't intend on using them, to make sure that some of the other available ones that are out there get potentially added to your card. So yes. Correct. I actually literally just did that right now to make sure it's the case. And that is still the case. Yeah. And uh, now, one uh, of the- it depends by issuer, but it, one good point to note here is that in most, almost all cases, actually, offers are per card, meaning you can only add them to one card. There are some tools out there that do make it possible to add to multiple uh, cards, but we almost strongly suggest not doing that. I don't know that we've seen any nefarious activity, but you're just, yeah, that's playing with fire. It's you're, you're doing stuff that's not intended to be done by the banks. And just because people haven't gone to timeout yet, doesn't mean that that won't happen in the future. Yeah. Even if we haven't seen it, seen it yet. Like that's one of the things that I'm, you know, when people are trying to jump on stuff that they know, like, hasn't like really isn't allowed 
just to try to get an extra couple thousand points at most, like the risk you're you're making with the relationship with the bank by essentially utilizing a loophole just isn't worth the risk of them coming back and closing all of your accounts and never letting you open a card with them ever again. Uh, it's just just not worth it. Especially when that loophole is like to get you a net additional 300 points, you know, like why, why yeah. the risk for, you know, $4 worth of points. So, yeah. Now I, I do want to want to throw out there too. keep in mind, again, these offers that you have on the cards generally don't prevent you from using portals. Now, sometimes they will have in their terms that you need to go to a specific link like Dell.com slash American Express or something. And usually you can still go through a portal and that's fine anyways. But sometimes there are ones where you do need to to specifically follow the instructions and can't stack with a portal. Yep. And I think this might be a good time to, to walk through kind of what folks should expect from a typical portal experience. Like when do the points post? Where do they post in different areas? Because it's not immediate. And one of the more common questions that we get via email and in the Facebook group is the classic like, hey, I just clicked through the portal and bought something like 20 minutes ago. Where are my points? So can anyone kind of give us a, a rough idea on what to expect from a timeline standpoint, where those points are ultimately going to show up, etc.? Yeah, so they, it's going to vary by which shopping portal you go through. For example, Rakuten's probably the one I use the most. And honestly, within a couple hours, I'll get a notification that they've tracked the click, uh, that they're waiting on a sale to post. And then usually within like a day or two, I'll see that activity as at least pending in my account. Now, the one thing to note with Rakuten is they only pay out four times a year, so quarterly. So you'll just kind of build up this money in this account. And then uh, once a quarter, uh, you'll get a payment either. You can choose how you get paid, either by check or PayPal or uh, a few other options. Um, so in that case, you'll you, you'll literally only get paid once per quarter, but you'll kind of be able to see the data pretty quickly in terms of uh, all of it tracking. I'd say a lot of them work similarly. For example, like Top Cashbacks, another one I use regularly. That one pays out more regularly. I would say in most cases within six to eight, every six to eight weeks, uh, like six to eight weeks after redeeming an offer, you can cash out the money. They need to wait for processing time on their end to verify that it's gone through, that things haven't been returned, et cetera. And then they then also have to get paid by the retailer. And then once that happens and they pay you, but they also have, you can see the status of each individual offer that you've redeemed or click or shopping trip, I guess is what they call them in your top cashback account. And, and many other ones are the same way here. So you can know exactly which ones are still waiting to be verified, which ones are redeemable, ready for payment, and then which ones have been paid. When you make that like first click out to the retailer site, does anyone else get nervous and go back and do it again just to make sure it worked? <laughs> Definitely. That's like the online version of making sure your gate exists before exactly. you like go get yeah. a snack. <laughs> These my, people, I tell you. My problem is when I'm like, like, uh, this happens a lot to me when I'm using my Dell credit on my uh, business platinum card. I'll just go ahead and click through to Dell, not knowing what I'm going to buy, just kind of browsing and open a few tabs. And then once I decide, I'm like, wait a second, is this still going to count? So then I'll close all of the tabs, except for the one that I want, go back to Rakuten, go back to, to Dell and then search for that one item in that one tab just to just to be sure I'm a little paranoid. This is a a clear reason why when when you have the opportunity to use the browser extensions provided by the portal, 
because it helps you avoid situations like that where, yeah. you know, if you're not using extensions like that, it can literally be tied to the specific window you clicked on. And if you hop over to the wrong tab or the wrong window and finish your sale, uh, it, it can literally not track. But if you utilize a, a browser extension, it basically covers your entire browsing uh, session. And so you don't have to be in that particular tab or window in almost all cases. So plus one for for utilizing the extensions when they offer them. Yeah. There, <laughs> there is one thing that you need to be aware of when using these is a lot of times there are some restrictions on when and where you you can earn. So an example could be that sometimes uh, hotels, like if you're paying cash for a hotel, might be regionally limited. Or a really popular one is coupons. A lot of coupons won't stack with the the shopping portals. But a, a, a nice thing is the shopping portals will usually tell you which coupons will stack, which can 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 make it nice. So you definitely have to be be cautious of of that. A follow-up example on that, uh, a big one that I run into a lot is, is, is an example would be like Apple. So they they have baseline offers with shopping portals most of the year, but then maybe five or six times a year, they'll do an elevated offer. So like Alaska shopping portal, Alaska Airlines, the shopping portal, it's probably one mile per dollar spend, maybe two, I can't remember, is the baseline throughout the years. But then like three or four times a year, they'll, for one day only, they'll elevate it to like five miles per dollar. So if you can time... A purchase around that great way to do it but you have to read the terms of the elevated offer because for example they may say this only works on laptops and watches and, and accessories but iphones aren't included or or it may say it's only for iphones and accessories aren't included or whatever so um you know you do want to read some of the terms and conditions of those especially the elevated ones before you're going through with your purchase because you could be expecting to spend a lot of money and get a lot of miles out of it but it didn't meet the qualifying terms for that offer and that would lead to heartbreak. So, and what else can time. what else can lead to heartbreak? <laughs> here, 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 <laughs> here, here we are. Just telling, uh, you know, here's the disclaimers. This is all the fine language that you're getting, ladies and gentlemen. Is uh, ad blockers? If you're using a browser that has a built-in ad blocker or just any ad blocker, it can disable the ability for these shopping portals to track. So if you are someone who uses one, be aware that you might need to turn it off before starting your, before clicking through uh, the shopping portal to get there. Sometimes the extensions can help get around this, but if you want to be sure that it tracks, your safest bet is to be sure to disable your ad blocker first. Absolutely. And uh, and Travis, I think you had one more thought you want to share on, on the triple dip. And I'm not sure if we're talking about the one with black beans and queso, or if we're still talking about the cashback portals, but either way, let's hear it. Uh, well, it should be like refried beans and queso and maybe some chorizo sprinkled in. Green chilies though. Oh, Ooh. that's more than triple. Mm. That's four. <laughs> we, we, can replace, we can replace the beans with the, the green chilies. I'm, I'm okay with that choice. Um, <laughs> So we, we've talked about the ways that you can triple dip by using earning the points on your card, using an offer from the bank and going through the portal. But there's still ways that you can triple dip even when you don't have the offers on your cards. A really popular one is using your cards to buy to buy a gift card through something like the Mileage Plus X app. There's very few places where you can earn 
points on shopping portals, buying gift cards. The Mileage Plus X app is one of them. Um, Flues is one of them. There's these places where you can buy these gift cards with your credit card and get points back. So if you don't have an offer, you can take your card, buy a gift card through Mileage Plus X or Flues, and then go to through a shopping portal. You can't really stack in offers here with it because you're buying the gift card from from these third parties so the offers won't really stick there but if you don't have an offer it's another option that you can have to earn some additional points the only thing to be really aware of when you're doing this however is since your final purchase of what you're buying is with the gift card and not a credit card you will be losing out on a lot of the protections that you do get from purchasing with a credit card things like purchase protection, extended warranties, but also just the ability to dispute it with the credit card if you have a problem, which rarely, rarely happens, but you are giving up these protections to go this route. So just be cautious if that's a way you want to go, but it definitely can be a way to add a little, a little extra boost to your points as well. We yeah. generally recommend against that route if for high ticket items. So electronics, appliances, other items where you really want that purchase protection and the extended warranties, purchase those on a good credit card, even if it's only one X or two X or something like that. Yeah. It's not, that one's not worth trying to stack maybe for just squeezing out a few extra miles on. And another common snag that we see with that kind of gift card route is returns. Like if you, you're buying gifts, of course, you know, maybe someone's buying me a Mariah Carey sweater with LED lights in it, buy me the <laughs> wrong size, go to return it. No problem. Hey, we're going to refund that to the original payment method. Oh, wait, which one of these 15 gift cards was that? And do I still have it? So do be aware of those kind of concerns as well when using gift cards. And also, I feel like we should insert a quick disclaimer. If you are only like loosely familiar with how to do that stacking, buying gift cards through portals, using that to buy other things, please don't go out and buy a bunch of gift cards right now without understanding how the rest of it works. And then kind of come to the group or email with questions and say, okay, I just, I did this thing. Now what, right? I want you to get to, as we often say, Get to a point where you can explain this very easily to an eight-year-old before you even start the process. Otherwise, you are likely to make some sort of mistake. So that is gift cards. Now, I feel like we should also mention one more quick thing here and that airlines and hotels often do get in on kind of like the, the Black Friday and portal deal space, if you will, as well. Like, you know, of course, we mentioned that we're recording this on November 2nd. This won't come out for you know, maybe a couple of weeks or so. But right now, I'm looking at the A Advantage portal. That's American Airlines uh, shopping portal. And they have a holiday bonus going on right now through November 17th, where you can earn upwards of 4,000 additional American Airlines miles if you spend $1,600 through their portal. So this is just one of many holiday promotions that come around for airlines and hotels do it too. Pick up a few extra miles for money that you're going to spend. You're usually going to see better deals around this time of year from a portal standpoint than you otherwise would. So let's move on. Let's talk about our approach, kind of how we use these when we bother when is the juice worth the squeeze? I'll kind of start out here, but I want you all to be thinking about your own answers to this question. For me, I draw like the minimum line at a $200 purchase. If I'm buying something that's less than $200, to me, it's just not worth the additional mental thought to go through all of this and open all the browser tabs, find what I want, close them all because I do what Travis does, open them all again, make sure I, I get the right one. That's just kind of where I draw a line of, of it being worth it to me. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, as we go to the super high end stuff, like we just had to buy a new fridge. That is when you are spend a fair amount of time researching which port am I going to use, which card I'm going to use, or I just ping Matt. Matt, help me. So that's kind of how I approach this. I, I will say that one of the more common 
I don't even want to call it a mistake, but one of the more common situations we see folks get into in this hobby, especially who are new, is they have a hard time drawing that type of minimum line and they'll end up, you know, getting super frustrated with themselves, spending over an hour trying to research which portal to use for their $80 blender that they're trying to buy. And you're just, you're wasting that, that mental effort that could be used on other sides of the hobby on, you know, a potentially 160 points, give or take, not, not worth it. So I'm curious how each of you kind of approach that. Do you have like a set minimum? How do you do this with your kind of P2s in the game, if you will, when they're purchasing things? What should people know about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of mentioned how I'm not great at the the cash back or the shopping portals. But I think one thing that I make sure to do is like, of course, this is a time where you're spending more money than you might normally be spending. So if there's a card with a like a welcome offer that has a really high minimum spend that you know you might not be able to hit during the regular year with your regular spending. I just kind of like plot out, okay, here's what I'm thinking about spending on gifts. Like, is this a good opportunity for me to go for one of these cards with a higher minimum spend? And that way I'm not, you know, putting myself in jeopardy of overspending and trying to do it throughout the the rest of the year. This is just kind of like, okay, I know I can do it confidently and I know I've budgeted for this spend. So now's the time. My approach on this, I've, I've mentioned before, is a little bit uh, earlier today with the, ex- with the extensions. I have two browser extensions installed in my browser, at all, and they're running kind of all-time Rakuten and Top Cash Back. So the way they work is anytime I go to a website that participates in either one or both of those programs, it literally like pops up in the top right corner of my screen, says, hey, earn 3% back with Top Cash Back or 5% back with Rakuten. Literally, all you have to click is the little button in the corner to activate the offer, and you're covered. So I kind of browse the web without it as a, in the forefront of my mind. And oh yeah, that's just a super nice reminder when the extensions pop up. The one thing I do sort of look into more is if the if Rakuten and Top Cashback both pop up on a site, but they have wildly different offers, like one might be 10% and the other might be 4%, then I'll hop over to Cashback Monitor and double check for that sort of vendor to see what the overall sort of offers are across the marketplace. Um, because with something that wide that, Somebody could be running like a really, really big offer, and then it might make sense to to use a different network. But generally, in most cases, they're going to be within like one or two percent or one or two points. So then I'll just kind of pick between the two of the higher one. We haven't talked about it, but I also have my Rakuten account set up to earn membership rewards points. And so if I'm wanting to earn membership rewards points, I'll I'll use Rakuten for that. If if not, and I'm fine with just cash back, I'll use the top cash back one, even if it might be one percent lower than the MX one. There's no real like formula to it. Just, eh, I got plenty of points right now. I don't need more MX points. So I'll take the cash back. Um, that's sort of just my my general strategy on it. That way I'm not focused on, oh, I'm spending $100, $200, $300. I need to make sure to use a portal. It's pretty much any sites that participate in these cashback portal and um, networks are going to be on Rakuten and top cashback. And so I, I'm pretty well covered there. I might miss out on one or two, but it's not the end of the world. So I definitely want to put a pin in that on, on the ability to earn membership rewards through Rakuten because that's one of the better plays really in the entire cashback space. So we'll come right back to that. But first, I, Travis, we'll, we'll, I want to hear how you kind of think through the situation for your own purchases and, and with your P2. I'm pretty similar. I try to keep it pretty, pretty easy um, for me myself. I'll just use whatever card I'm working on earning a bonus on at the time. If I don't have any, quite frankly, it's probably going on like a... Sapphire Preferred or a Freedom Unlimited or a Blue Business Plus. Like, 
I'm I'm not overthinking it too much unless I happen to have an offer. But again, I'm really bad about checking those offers anyways. Like I I was just checking for some examples for this episode and I never check chase offers because you sue, you get like two or three. I've got like 115. I had 10% off Air Canada sitting right there. I was like, oh, (laughs) these have become worthwhile now. So um, so maybe I'll, I'll try to be better about that. But similar to Matt, I usually just run the extensions. If it doesn't pop up on Rakuten, then I'll check. Or if it's more than like two or three, then I'll go and check cashback monitor for the exact same reasons Matt mentioned. Like that's just a trigger to me that oh, there's probably an, a, an elevated offer here that I'm missing out on, especially if I'm getting something really different between Rakuten and uh, Capital One Travel. Um, for my P2, it's just Rakuten. Like just make it easy. Just always go through Rakuten. It's just so simple. I do find, though, that one of the kind of slept on ones is going through the Chase shopping portal as well. And I usually just remember it because I go to Cashback Monitor. But a lot of times it's pretty similar. So if you don't have the ability to earn membership rewards through Rakuten, because maybe you just don't have an Amex card, which is a requirement for it, you can still just earn Chase Ultimate Rewards points through the Chase Ultimate Rewards portal. and. One thing to keep in mind with those as well, you don't have to use a Chase card through those. You, It's kind of misleading because Chase will actually give different rewards rates for different cards. So if you have a Freedom Unlimited and a Sapphire Preferred and a Freedom Flex, all three of those might be different earn rates in the Chase portal. But you can just pick whichever one is highest and then use a completely different card to check out as well. So you can earn ultimate rewards with it. I kind of got off on and that. And it doesn't have to be a Chase card to pay. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, the terms can, and conditions say it does, but in reality, you can come through and use an Amex card to pay with something you've got through Chase Shopping Portal, and you get both. Yeah. So I far, anyway. Anyway. So far. This is one of those situations, and, like you mentioned earlier, that could change on a dime, you know, but that's that's how it works at the moment. Yeah. I honestly didn't even know that the term said you have to pay with a Chase card. Um, or something yeah, along those lines, yes. Yeah. But yeah. in general, like, I'm looking at... Uh, flexible points currencies. I don't do too much actual cash back. I'd rather just get points. And I generally try to stick with flexible points. Like it's got to be a big difference for me to go with a fixed points program. There have been times when it's been six or seven United miles, but I went with two membership rewards because I just know that like having those flexible points is going to be more valuable. But one of the kind of sneaky ways that I like to do it as well See, this is just like all this insight into my decision-making matrix and why, like... <laughs> so this is a very uh, psychological episode. Don't worry, no yeah. one's going to no one's gonna listen to that. I need you to flow chart this, please. <laughs> into a decision tree. What the, the one other exception to that, though, is flexible points currencies that are not readily accessible by transfer partners, namely Alaska and American. I will give more weight to those shopping portals than I will to, like, United or especially Southwest, those are ones because (laughs) I can only earn (laughs) those points from a card or the shopping portals. I might say, "Mm, you know, I would really like to get 10 Alaska miles instead of three membership rewards per dollar. So then, then sometimes I'll go that way. But for my P2, she doesn't have to go through all of this. She just uses Rakuten and that works. And that's perfect. 
That is perfect. (laughs) Yeah. One thing you mentioned, Travis, about the chase solvers and stuff, I've got to sort of revisit those myself. That's one I've never really given much time to because when they first came out a couple of years ago, I felt like it was like save 20% up to $5 at, you know, whatever. They were super limited. There were like 20 of them. I know they've added more. And and maybe in some of them raised the spending cap, but for the first couple months, I would spend time looking at them, and they would just be kind of, you know, really good headline. But then if you actually read what the offer was, it's like ah, save two dollars at Starbucks. Like, yeah. sorry, that's some not of them my are, turn. some of them and are still like that. Yeah, for sure. I, and I always felt the same for Amex offers too. There's like of the hundred that show in your account, there's always like ninety five that are just I'm never going to shop there. Like why? Yeah. Why? Why is this worth my time? Oh, but there's that one that's really good. I'm glad I showed up today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they also do that thing where they insert like their own card features and it looks like an offer. It'll be like, oh, save $200 on hotels with the fine hotels and resorts benefit on your card. (laughs) Click here to go. It's like, wait, no, 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 no. Wait. That's not the same. (laughs) But anyway, I want to swing back to the ability to earn membership rewards points through Rakuten because that's an often misunderstood part of cashback portals and perhaps the most lucrative one for most people. So I know, Matt, you kind of mentioned it first, but I'll I'll open it up to anyone. Someone kind of walks through the basics of how that works, what you have to put in place to to start and and how you generally use that. I should not be the one to walk through this because I don't know how to set it up. <laughs> all right, I don't know. All the, I don't remember the detailed specifics of it, but maybe two to three years ago, Ragden MX came to some deal that was just a massive win for all customers that have this. You can either earn cash back, which pays out you know at the rate you would earn, or membership rewards, which you get one point per percentage of cash back. So essentially one cent per point on your earn. So if, so if an offer shows up as 3% cash back, Rakuten still always offers, uh, markets the offers as cash back. So if it's a 3% cash back offer, that's actually, and you have your account set up to earn membership rewards, you're actually earning three membership rewards points per dollar, which is like kind of insane. And remember all the different stacking options. So to be eligible for this, you just have to have a membership rewards uh, earning card, and you'll link that to your Rakuten account, and then you, it's a one-time, essentially conversion. So you can you can turn on membership rewards as your earning method, and instead of cash back, you can't flop back and forth. And by doing so, then you'll you'll earn all the membership rewards points. And like I mentioned earlier, Rakuten pays out quarterly, so every quarter you'll get you'll get your cash back statement, but it'll then post to your American Express membership rewards account. So. It's a really, really lucrative way to earn membership rewards points if you're diligent about it. And so that's also one of the reasons why Rakuten is still one of my preferred shopping portals, even if it's not the highest earn, if I'm chasing membership rewards point because of this unique feature. It's one of those sneaky ways where when people are kind of new to this, they hear American Express and they hear how American Express limits you to one welcome offer per lifetime. And the initial reaction to that is, wow, American Express membership rewards must be so hard to earn. But because of some of these partnerships like with Rakuten and sometimes the Amex offers are really, really good. These things kind of work together in the background to make it easy to continuously be earning membership rewards, even once you've already earned that welcome offer on a card. You know, especially when you're getting two, three percent cash back. And I, I did want to be sure to clarify for for our listeners, Rakuten does advertise everything as a percent cash back, but each percent is equal to one membership rewards point. So if it's three percent cash back, you'll get three membership rewards points for every dollar that you spend. And that's how it ends up working out. 
one of the thought I had on that, uh, on the ability to earn membership rewards through Rackagen is that this is one more thing to keep in mind when you're looking at the American Express membership reward program in general, and particularly kind of taking that first step into the program. I know one of the more common sticking points that we see readers get to after they've been into the points and miles hobby for a couple of months is they're like, okay, I've gotten, you know, some of the higher value chase cards. I'm looking at these American Express cards and they're intimidating because they have big fees, you know, 250 bucks upwards of $700 annual fee. Membership rewards seem kind of scary. You know, why should I consider getting this card? We could film an entire another podcast episode on the reasons from a card specific standpoint, but you have to keep in mind the shopping portal angle too. Getting that card helps you earn membership rewards instead of cash back. You're creating more value through, you know, shopping for holidays or any large purchases you make. That's one more reason to consider one of these higher value American Express cards. Yeah. So we've, we've, we have kind of talked a lot about the flexible points, but I do want to get like y'all's feel like Matt has talked about cashback. I've talked a little bit about airline and hotel miles, but we've really focused a lot on the flexible points that you can, you can earn. I want to just kind of bring this back for us, for our listeners and ask you guys, like, how do you rank cashback versus flexible currencies versus a hotel or airline program? Maybe explain why all of us seem to focus more on the flexible points, but like, where's, where do you tend to find the most value in, in uh, shopping portals between these three major categories? For me, like the, the cashback almost seems more of like an instant reward. And I still like try and earn the membership rewards and everything. And and that's generally my focus, but for people who are just getting into this, and even if you choose to get, get cash back, that's a great step into this kind of like wild world of buying things through shopping portals. But I think like the cashback is instant, right? So you're looking at it and you're like, oh, now this product only cost me like $45 instead of $55. Whereas you might get like $10 worth of Amex membership rewards points. And that might be actually more valuable in the long run, but you won't know until you book your flight like six months later when you have enough points or something like that. So I think that's in my mind, why a lot of people might opt for the cashback just because it's like instant gratification. I tend to take the opposite approach, uh, but I, I'll give you some quick context on how I how I think about this going into it. It feels, I think, a little bit overcomplicated when it's positioned as like cashback versus points. It, that's ultimately a decision, of course. But what you're really trying to do is you're trying to determine which of these things has the most value to, value to me. So try to approach this and thinking about total value. What's worth more to me? $50 or 5,000 American Express membership reward points. That's hard to say. Now, that will depend on, on who's doing it, on how many points you have on your upcoming travel. But generally speaking, the more confident you are with using transferable points like American Express membership rewards and the more kind of travel you have or really like a demand you have to use them, the more likely you're going to want to go the points route. But generally speaking, there is no wrong answer here. The values are going to be pretty comparable. So if you're kind of in the uh, you know, the overthinker camp, just rest assured not it's not like a, one of these choices you can make. It's like, ah, oh, man, you're getting one tenth of the value of the other one. It's going to be generally pretty close. So that's how I think about it. But I tend to opt for points. I'm actually kind of all over the place and I don't really have a rhyme or reason to it. If Rakuten, which is essentially membership rewards points, you know, maybe is it 10 or 15 X and, and cash back would be five X. I'm going to take, take the MX points. That means that I have more Amex points right now than I like need. So I'm kind of hoarding them unintentionally. So like, I also hey, don't really need Christmas to earn is them coming up, Matt. Oh, if you yes, care to, yes. uh, yeah. 
Yes, sure. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I also don't really need to earn them. So, you know, it's great that I'm getting 15x points, but if I don't have a direct need or, or a future need, like in some regards, the 5% cashback might be better from that approach. Um, one thing I don't typically do is, is airline p- portals. I don't chase airline status or often like to earn airline miles. Um, much rather favor flexible. So to me, the only outlier to that would be Alaska just because they're so hard to earn. And it's a really good way. We haven't actually mentioned this. Shopping portals are a really, really good way to help keep sort of uh, loyalty accounts active. I rarely earn Alaska miles, but if I make you know one or two shopping portal purchases per year, that resets the expiration clock on that. And so for me, that's that's a perfect option to do it. I don't necessarily actively seek earning them, but I have a bunch that I still haven't used. And so shopping portals are a good way to do it. But I also just, a lot of times we'll just do cash back now. Similar to what Travis was saying before, it's like, I don't have like a, a set formula for what I make the decision. It's just kind of a, you know, compare what the different offers are and then, um, make a decision, not get too hung up on it. But I find myself a lot these days going the cashback route versus points or airline miles. Yeah. I want to quickly emphasize something that I just said again, because we, we see this all the time. If you get kind of that dreaded email from American Airlines, Alaska Airlines, hey, Bryce, you have 50,000 miles. They're about to expire if you don't have activity by you know this date in a couple months. And oftentimes that question comes to the group or email. The easiest thing you can do, go through that airline shopping portal, go to like Best Buy or something and buy a two pack of light bulbs. You're in four American miles, but hooray, you've reset that timer and you are good to go without spending any additional money out of pocket or changing your card strategy. It's the easiest solution. And it's now I, I, for for our more advanced listeners or people who might be in a unique situation, I want to talk about one thing that Matt mentioned. He mentioned like earning status and generally status is something that you shouldn't chase. You should be earning points and using it to redeem into the cabin that you want to fly. A lot of people get hung up on status, but there are some situations where you might want to earn status and using the American Airlines shopping portal, actually each mile that you earn earns you one loyalty point with American Airlines, which does count towards your status. So if you're someone who's traveling for work a lot um, and you fly American Airlines for work, Frequently, like that's generally the people who need to actually care about status. And this can be a good way to kind of help you get to a higher level of status faster. Most other airlines, unfortunately for me, United does not earn any status from the shopping portals. Uh, This is the 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 one uh, the one exception to that. But some of the offers that the airline specific offers can be kind of insane. Like yeah. you'll see ones where like sign up for the Wall Street Journal for a year and it's like a hundred dollars, but you'll get like nine thousand American Airlines loyalty <laughs> points or some. So like yeah. there is a case that people make for just signing up for these things just to get the points and don't care to get say the Wall Street Journal or like home you know home chef or some of these uh, food delivery services are, are common ones. So there's a whole separate can of worms for if you really feel like chasing elite status is is your game uh shopping portals can be a great vehicle for that for relatively low cost and relatively low requirement to get on a plane because you'll actually earn significantly more points going this route than you will actually flying on the airplane which is just a whole mind-blowing concept but i don't want to go down that rabbit hole today <laughs> yeah and somehow yeah. that rabbit hole always has a 1-800 flowers in it Yes. <laughs> if you if you know, you know. And if you don't yeah. go don't go looking for that. But yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna try something here. Uh for our listeners, unfortunately, this is going to be a visual experience that you will miss out on. 
unless you switch over to YouTube right now where we also publish these podcasts. So that was your first live breakdown of uh, shopping with Travis on the podcast. New uh, segment. But it breaks down, uh, yeah, new segment, but it breaks down just kind of like how some of this stuff literally works. And, and hey, before you were just going to get, you know, 500 points on your 1% cashback card and now you're getting 500 and something points plus the chase offer plus the points from Rakuten. So it adds up. It does. That's a perfect little example to kind of walk you through a typical experience on how shopping portals work, how to kind of think through it, steps to take. I think we might just take that little video that happened in the last few minutes, editing out Travis's sensitive financial information and make that its own little standalone piece because that was wonderful. <laughs> um, let's move on to some other things to consider and pitfalls to avoid when you're kind of going through this shopping points, cashback portal process, if you will. So anyone have any general thoughts on common pitfalls and things to avoid as you're going through it? Yeah. I mean, I would just say like, we've kind of talked about how there's many different types of point currencies and even cash back that you can earn when you're shopping through these types of portals, but it's best to kind of like consolidate where you're earning them. Otherwise you'll end up with like 5,000 American airlines miles and 400. Miles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's not really going to help you make any meaningful progress. So I'd say like steer clear from just picking the the highest value, like point offer or cashback offer, or I would say steer clear of picking the highest value point offer just because it's high, like make sure it makes sense within your strategy. Don't make your decision by just the number alone. There has to be kind of some underlying strategy, I think would be the, the good guidelines on that. Yeah. And stating the obvious, don't overspend just because you're earning more points. Whether you're pursuing a uh, welcome offer or a sign up bonus, just because you're earning more points going through a portal, like be sure that you're getting the best deal still. I feel like this is a, a moment where our show gets as close as it ever will to the Dave Ramsey show. Cause I'm gonna sit here and be like, <laughs> don't spend money just to get more miles for those airlines here. But it's the truth. If you find yourself scrolling through these offers, like your Amex offers, your Chase offers, and you're like, oh, you know what? I do need a wonderful smokeless stove with a cool base that's delivered in two days anywhere within the continental 48 states. If you weren't thinking about that before you were scrolling through the offers, now might not be the time to buy that. Let's make sure that the general consumerism psychology doesn't enter through the points and miles vector. Yeah, For me, the, the biggest thing to consider and things to avoid is just don't overcomplicate it. If I were to give somebody just kind of like a quick punch list of things to do, it's sign up for Rakuten, install the, the extension or the plugin, whichever. Sign up for Top Cashback, same thing. Use that as you navigate the internet. I'd probably throw Capital One Shopping in there too, because that's another good one. Travis has mentioned a few times. Navigate the internet, let it do the work and, and find the offers based on where you are. And then if you want to make another decision based on what it says, head over to Cashback Monitor or EV Reward. Double check to make sure there's not something out there with just like an amazing offer that's even better for you. And then just use that. Keep it super simple. You're already doing more than you probably were in the first place by not even using a shopping portal. So don't don't try and go crazy. You can either uh, keep it simple like Matt or you can torture yourself like Travis and make a decision tree every time you make a purchase. <laughs> and well, show the, irony, the, yeah. the irony of me saying that the, the simple, keep it simple part is that I do all the time, but there are rare cases where I go kind of absurd with yeah. shopping portals, yeah. but I know that that's not normal. Like here, I'll walk you through my favorite one that I do to date. 
So Amex has been very generous as many people have known for the last couple of years and they're just throwing cards at people left and right. So some users have multiple cards that have a lot of credits on it, namely business platinum cards. That's one of the features that business platinum cards have is twice a year you get a or once every six months. I forget how to phrase it, but yeah. For the first six months of the year, annually. You get a, there you go. Semi-annually, you get a $200 credit at Dell per card. So every year it's $400 or up to $400 at, at Dell you can spend. So I have multiple of those. Dell also goes crazy on Rakuten. I think 15X is the highest I've seen. There might have been higher, but I can't remember. So I just, Dell also just sells stuff that's not Dell. Home electronics, gift cards. You can buy like Xbox Live gift cards. You can buy Nest cameras, all kinds of stuff. I bought that lamp. Yeah, we've all got, we've got oh, lamp. Nice. nice. We've got all kinds of stuff there. I just wait for those days to come up, Rakuten's 15X days. And then use the the credits, the two hundred dollar credit on my business platinum card, all at the same time. But on almost all cases, there's Amex offers for Dell. Sometimes multiple on the same card. So I've had one for an extra ten or fifteen percent off, up to a thousand dollars at Dell.com on one of my cards. But then also like plus two membership rewards points per dollar spent at Dell.com. So it's like a quintuplet stack or something. I don't even know. I don't even know what the word is either. So. <laughs> Stop trying to use words way bigger than I should be using. But I'm getting 15x from Rakuten. I'm hitting all the $200 credits. I'm also using the Amex offers. But Dell makes it super easy to split transaction across a card for the single purchase. So I might be buying maybe a laptop or a screen or something. But I'll literally buy twelve dollars or $1,500 worth of stuff, get maybe $600 off immediately through the credits, and then obviously the 15X on that entire purchase and then the other Amex. I mean, it's it gets to be kind of insane. So like I was saying earlier, keep it simple. I was going to say, imagine <laughs> from keep it simple to extreme couponing in like yes. 60 seconds. How do I get on Matt's gifting list this year? I want a laptop, please. Boom. Oh, I didn't <laughs> say these were solo stoves. <laughs> the only gifts eligible yeah. are solo stoves, yeah. which can be delivered in two days in the Continental 48. Uh, That's right. Did you, did you know as well though, Matt, because I'm, I'm not here to make your life more complicated. The Dell will price match as well. So you can search for a I've cheaper mixed, price and have I've them had price really match. mixed results with that. And I think a lot of people do. I think, yes, that's an advertised offer. But I also think that in the experiences I've had and the others I've seen, that they will use any sort of like minutia to get out of that offer. But I do know that they offer it. Yes. Oh, I, I have like a like probably 70 to 80% success rate with it. Wow. That's awesome. I have I think I've only gotten them to do it once, maybe twice. I've gotten it quite a number of times, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of advanced tactics with uh, points, miles, cashback portals, this topic in general, I feel like we should also mention that as you kind of get into this and hear this being discussed around the points and miles hobby, you are inevitably going to encounter the really like the fringe advanced topics on this, which are often like buying groups or, or, or high levels of gift card spend, etc. We want to give a quick disclaimer that there is quite a bit of risk that comes along with that sort of thing. I don't want to go too deep into it because this is one of those topics where it's almost better that you don't approach this, but to to skim it from the surface, there are groups of people who find out ways to use advanced tactics that sound like the ones we were just talking about here, where you can buy large quantities of things like laptops or sometimes like, like protein powder was a big one recently, healthcare products, et cetera. You get a bunch of points and cash back through portals, and then you somehow liquidate those either by selling them on eBay or like sometimes returning them and other kind of questionably nefarious tactics. And in theory, that can earn you points. And sometimes that works for a period of time, but oftentimes it will come crashing down at the end 
and there's a risk of you losing actual money or uh, upsetting a bank, losing accounts with the bank, et cetera, our advice is just, I would not encourage you to do that at all. It looks tempting. It sounds tempting. It's harder than it sounds. And uh, it, there's risk. So a lot of these things work for a while and then they crash and burn. The most re- one of the most recent ones was the protein powder stuff. Yes. So that one, fun times. That's all we have to say about that. <laughs> I, yep. No, I was not involved. We, we always say that. We see it coming. People are like, this one's great. And then like clockwork, like 30 to 60 days later, it's like, oh, headline. Ah, this thing fell apart. And a bunch of people are left holding protein powder. Like, good luck getting <laughs> swole. Um, <laughs> Time to get jacked. <laughs> I also I want to put in a, a, a disclaimer too that this is companion fast season. A lot of people listening to this podcast are probably in the process of earning companion pass. Remember, you do not want to hit your Southwest card bonuses yet. It's too early. So if you get all excited about shopping portals and go out and earn your miles and and pay with your Southwest card and earn the bonus, you could potentially ruin the timing of that. So do be careful. All right. As we kind of bring this to a close, I want to talk real quick about best cards to be looking at, best credit cards that is when using this process, when going through kind of holiday shopping and then kind of wrapping it up and talking about some next steps. So Let's go around real quick. Could you tell us which credit cards are you currently using or considering opening during this holiday season uh, to use the shopping portals and in, in your general points and miles strategy? I'm on the the Southwest train, even though you just said careful. I will be careful, careful. but <laughs> yeah, but focusing on like the earning the companion pass, using some of my holiday gift spend. So that that's my strategy this year. But it's not my strategy every year because you have to wait and time out after you get the Southwest cards for 24 months. So maybe next year will be different. <laughs> I'm currently in limbo on a Inca limited application. So applied, got the the standard, you know, wait seven to 10 days where we, we need more time to think about you uh, response. And so I'm waiting while they think about me. Hopefully I get good news in the near future. I anticipate having to make a recon call and, and reallocate some credit, but Fingers crossed. And hopefully I'll be using that for my holiday shopping. I will be using my shiny new American Express Blue Business Plus card because I'm working on a welcome offer for it. But it's also just like a really good one if you don't have a welcome offer because it earns two membership rewards points on the first $50,000 that you spend every year um, and one point per dollar after that. So for shopping portals, when you're not working on a bonus, it's a Nice way to get a few extra points than you would with a card that would only earn one or one and a half points instead. I am also on the Blue Business Plus train. And for the reason that you kind of mentioned at the end, it does earn two times points per dollar spent up to $50,000 per calendar year. And of course, we're approaching the end of that calendar year. So this is a, a time to you know, use any extra capacity you have on that card, earning 2x points, of course, adding that through the portals as well. I also will likely open a new card here at some point in the near future and and use holiday shopping to earn another bonus. Still undecided on what that card might be. I want to make a last minute shout out to the uh, the Chase Freedom or the Freedom Flex oh, card yeah. because uh, the quarterly bonuses for for Q4 this year. The one of the big ones is warehouse purchases, so like Costco, Sam's Club, that type of stuff. So if you're hosting Thanksgiving, if you're hosting Christmas, and you need to buy like a truckload of food. Or just they, obviously you can buy whatever you want at, at those types of stores pretty much. So it's 5X on uh, your purchases, 5X per dollar up to $1,500, I believe. So could be a, a good way to get some some incremental points there. Or if you want to relive like March 2020 and go stock up on toilet paper and paper towels for the next <laughs> seven years, yeah. earn 5X while you're doing it. Yeah. Still not going to convince me to get a Costco membership. I'll, I'll get you one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> you're missing out. 
Thanksgiving. Just like you're missing yeah. out on taking a shower in first class. Oh, you thought we, we would oh, get man. through a whole episode without doing yeah, it. We're like, but here we're coming, it comes. <laughs> we're coming to the wrap up of the episode, and Travis Editor, is just dropping these threads that like make me want to explore them. <laughs> like, why don't you like Costco? Should we bag on Matt more about having not showered on a plane? The answer to that's yes. <laughs> Shout out to Matt's dad. Hello. Um, so it pains me to kind of leave these threads here, but we do have to kind of wrap things up. But next episode, maybe we'll dive into Travis's history. That's for the after show. Yeah. What's going on there? That is interesting. So anyway, kind of put a bow on this. We, you know, we covered the shopping portals, how to earn more points and miles going into holiday season, Black Friday. This is a wonderful way to to keep those points and miles flowing as you start to think about travel in 2024 and beyond. This podcast, of course, has been a great resource to help learn that, but it's not the only one that we have. There is a chapter in our free course that walks you through all sorts of information on how these work, specific step-by-steps to use, links to these products that we're talking about. I would highly encourage you to check that out as well as just search our website for Cashback Portal. You're going to find a bunch of different articles that walk you through the specifics of each different one. I should also mention that most of these portals we're talking about, Rakuten, Top Cashback, etc., they do have bonus offers or referral offers if you open an account using a referral link. We will put ours in the show notes. And of course, we appreciate if you use that, share yours with your friends when ready. But if you use these links when signing up for these services, you can get, you know, 10, 20 bucks after you sign up and complete your first purchase and jump through a couple of other small hoops. Definitely worth doing. I highly encourage you to check out our Facebook group where we talk about this and many other topics in points and miles. 10X Travel Insiders, that is linked on our website and in the show notes. You'll also see some mentions in there of kind of the occasional increased bonus or cashback offer in the portals, which is clutch to know as you're doing your holiday shopping. You want to make sure to keep track of all these loyalty programs and your cards in our free tool, My10X. You can find that at my.10xtravel.com. Easiest place to see all of your points, miles, loyalty accounts in one place. It's entirely free. With that said, I'm Bryce Conway. This is Takeoff, a podcast about points and miles with 10X Travel. Thank you for joining us. Happy holidays. And we will see you next time.